T-minus 25 seconds. 20 seconds and counting. T-minus 15 seconds. Guidance is internal. 12, 11, 10, 9. Ignition sequence start. 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, 0. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. 32 minutes past the hour. Tower cleared. And as Apollo 11 does its roll program, this podcast now does its roll program. The tape is rolling. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world. My name is Grant Cameron, and you're listening to the Paranormal UFO Consciousness Podcast. Thank you for taking time from your life to be here. This is Episode 3, Act 1. In episode two, I played a audio with Joe Vallejo, captain, former captain, United Airlines, talking about being in a Zendra and also about uh, flying the UFO. I've got a number of interviews on both subjects that I'm going to be playing. And this morning on episode three, I'm going to play an audio that was recorded at Eureka Springs, Arkansas with um, Forrest Crawford who is the Master of Ceremonies for the Ozark Conference that's coming up in April of this year. He's usually the Master of Ceremonies there. Uh, This interview took place in a hotel room a number of years ago. Um, I was in the room, Linda Howe was in the room, and Forrest Crawford uh, tells a story about flying the craft. Uh, What is similar to all the stories of flying the craft is everybody um, sees it as being like a dream Uh, They put their hand on a panel or on a ball, and they become one with the craft. The craft is alive, and whatever they think is what the craft does. So here is one of many interviews that I'll be playing on people flying the craft. This is Forrest Crawford in Eureka Springs, Arkansas, talking about his numerous dreams that he had as a young boy about flying the UFO. Hope you enjoy it. This is so complicated. Well, you want to go down the rabbit hole? Yeah. (laughs) Let's go down another one. (laughs) Let's pretend we're in the area 51 Just in the last 10 minutes, you guys have mentioned three things that ties into all of this. Okay. Here we go. Um, you'll, you'll, You'll understand the relevance of this. Why I feel I need to tell you all of this stuff to tie into these discussions, um, because it's part of how all this evolves. Um, when I was two or three years old, my dad died when I was two. I, I, I promise I'm not going to like when the earth cooled and tell you all the stuff. Okay. Uh, my dad died when I was two. Somewhere between the time of two and three, um, I I have memories. I have a few memories of being two years old. Just a few. I mean, just little infant memories. But I have a very distinct memory of whenever I was uh, between the, the ages of two and three, and it went on for probably until I was about nine or ten, I guess, somewhere in there, where as a child, I would have this dream. And I would have it, when I was little, I had it more often, and it just slowly started going away. 
like now I have it, I mean, I don't think I've had it since I was probably nine or ten. But I would have it several times a month whenever I was an infant. And I would tell my mom about this dream, and it freaked her out. And the dream was this. Um, in, the, in the dream, I'm in space and I'm floating, like I, in my body, I guess. I'm floating in space and there's stars. And down, then down below me over here, I can see this, this silver disc object. And so I, I look at the disc and then I go, and then I'm inside the disc. So now I'm standing in the disc and it's flying through space. Control panel, there's a guy sitting at the control panel. Looks to be 45-ish, white hair, short haircut, wearing a like a satiny white tunic um, with like a rope belt, um, sandals. You know, so very you know, kind of an old outfit, if you will, but just real comfortable flowing. Greek? Yeah, I mean, I, kind of. That's I mean, it wasn't a toga, but it kind of looked like that. You know, it was, um, and the guy sitting at the panel in in this position. Um, with his hand on a dome that's on the panel of the craft. And there's a viewing portal or whatever right in front of him here. So as I, so now I observe the inside of the ship, I observe the guy, and then the perception shifts again, and now I'm the guy. I'm him, sitting at the control panel. Yeah, how, what's with the hand thing? What's happening? <clears throat> the hand's controlling the ship. I'm when I touch the panel, yeah, there's, okay. there was no buttons per okay. se. It was all very smooth and simple looking, but when I touch this dome, then the, the and, and at two or three years old, now you ought to imagine how much this freaked my mother out. At two or three years old, I was, I understood that when I touched that, it linked the ship to, to my mind. And that at that, when I did that, the ship felt like it was an extension of me. I could feel the ship as if it was an extension of my body. Have you heard my lecture on my consciousness lecture on flying the ship? Apparently not. <laughs> Which just makes this even better. No, I haven't actually. I'm sorry. Okay, so a lot now, of resonance in this yeah, room. <laughs> this is why I had to talk to you guys. Okay, so I'm flying the ship, and I know that if I'm thinking, I think it goes where I want to go. Outside of the portal, there's a planet coming into view. Okay, um, the perception then shifts again, where I'm not in the ship anymore. I'm sitting in a meeting room, oval-shaped table, beings of different planets sitting around the table. Whenever I was sitting down there tonight, and she was when telling she that story, that story yeah. and just, I, I was trying not to just yeah. go, like, oh, oh yeah. shit, here we go. Okay, sitting around this table, uh, and it was, I think there were more at the meeting than what she talked about, maybe a dozen or two yeah. beings, whatever. And... Um, a presence comes to the meeting. Presence, non-physical being, it was a presence, yeah. and it is asking us to. Uh, we need you to go to Earth, and be born there, and be part of this project. And we're like, no fucking way, we're not going back to Earth, okay? And so then the the consciousness of the, the entity, whatever it was, this presence. So let me show you why. And then we were shown. Um, and close up, like um, we like mentally went uh, to a nuclear explosion, and we witnessed testing of a nuclear bomb. I'm sorry. It's all right. I totally get it. And the whole point of this was like, look, you've got to know how bad it's got down there. 
okay? You've got to go down and help fix this. It's bad. Nuclear power, very bad. And experiencing, and whenever I was a child, it's not as bad now, but whenever I was a kid, anytime I would see film footage of the nuclear tests, I couldn't, I couldn't handle it. It was very, very disturbing. And kids love things blowing up. So it makes no sense. Oh, big explosion. I'd be like, no, I'd just be like, yeah. angered. Um, so ultimately, the short version of the story is everybody went, oh, all right, we'll go back to Earth. And uh, and so, I mean, I don't remember like being born here, but that was the dream. And it was the exact same dream with the same details. I had it hundreds of times when I was a kid. And I would, you imagine a three-year-old. I would tell my mom, Mom, I had that dream again last night. She's like, oh, shit. Gave birth to some little fucking weirdo here. You know? Okay. Forrest, do you remember if you recognize any of the beings around the table in relationship to what we've all been trying to understand? Um, not not so not really. Like, sir, like reptilians, blondes. No, no, and I'll tell you why. Because okay. at the time, I had no, um, I had no points of reference. If there was a lizard sitting there, it wouldn't have meant anything to me. It was just another being. You know what I mean? I don't. I don't remember. I just know that some of them looked human, some of them didn't. Um, Did uh, you see any Talsetians? Well, I don't know. See, it is really. Think of it more like this: like my, I was suddenly present. So the dream, obviously, is a remembering. At least to me, I, I've come to understand. I know this is a remembering. Okay. So when I, when I my presence shifts to being in that room, it becomes all about the presence there that's communicating to us that we need to go back and be part of this thing. Okay. Yeah, it wasn't we weren't like chatting and going, "Hey, how you been? How's things on your planet?" You know what I mean? It was just it, well, like it'd be like looking around a room, going, "Oh, there's some high level brass here," and then you just kind of go on, you know, with the business. So I don't really have uh, that kind of detailed memory of the meeting part, except for. Ex yeah, experiencing this nuclear explosion, and then basically everybody. Uh, I get the feeling that it had to be, at least for our group, it had to be unanimous, and and everybody decided to go. Okay. So That's this week's episode of the Paranormal UFO Consciousness Podcast. I'm your host Grant Cameron, hoping that you will join me for upcoming episodes. Links to my YouTube interviews, books and my Facebook sites are in the show notes. If you love the podcast or learn something valuable, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate, or give a review on today's episode. If you would like a certain paranormal subject dealt with in the future, please let us know. Until next time, watch this space, and thank you so much for listening.